the fire. Even white lies or fibs told with the aim of protecting others can be damaging because they withhold the experience of reality that a person could use to improve their lives. Lies are damaging to relationships because they create underlining tensions that block real connection and intimacy. All lies are considered harmful because they destroy trust, the foundation or bedrock of society. Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke, of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. The doctors are in. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Marie, and welcome to Through the Fire, where we are on the case talking about the tough issues in the culture today facing them with some psychological and theological explanations and applications that we hope will bless you. And uh, Greg is not in the studio today, but instead of him, I do have a very special guest visiting with me, and her name is Devin, and she is a licensed mental health counselor as well as my daughter. Devin, hey, welcome to the program. I like how you said that very special guest. (laughs) (laughs) You are a very, very special guest. And I have to say, you just came back from D.C. And so I know you're very, very busy. And so I really am very glad that you took some time to come back and and be part of the podcast again. Well, thank you for inviting me back. It's good to be here on the program. And it's especially good to wake up in my own apartment again. Oh, I'm sure there's nothing like sleeping in your own bed, right? Exactly. I got to sleep in my own bed last night, wake up to some coffee in my kitchen. I'm not going to lie, having those little rituals is quite nice. I know. You're a person just like I am. We were just talking about little rituals that I do before every podcast. And, you know, and and speaking of lying, that's the topic of our podcast today. As I told you earlier, do you like the way I did that segue? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pretty smooth, huh? (laughs) But, But seriously, the topic for today, it springs from a request that I received last week from a psychologist to review an article that he wrote on lying. And, you know, that article got me thinking about lying and what lying really does on so very many different levels. And I know that you're the person to talk to this with because, you know, being a therapist, you understand that. So the article was mainly directed, you know, on the recent appointment of George Santos to represent New York's third congressional district. And the Republican leaders there are not happy for a really, really good reason. These Republican leaders in Nassau County are calling for his immediate resignation because his entire campaign was made up of deceits, lies, and fabrications. And I know you're, you know, pretty familiar with this story. Yes, I am. It's unbelievably real. I mean, George Santos defined himself as the embodiment of the American dream. That's great, right? If it was true. And it's uh, definitely not. No, it's not. Um, His entire campaign was based on lies. He lied about his background. He lied about his resume. And when someone questioned him on it, he called it deception and embellishment. (laughs) Embellishment. Yeah. Embellishment. Yes, an embellishment. He said he attended Baruch College when he didn't. He said he was Jewish when, in fact, he was Catholic. Hmm. To date, there has been no evidence found of him having a Jewish heritage or being a descendant of a Holocaust survivor, as he described himself. I mean, this guy boldly lies, and he said he's a proud American Jew on the campaign trail. Also, he never worked for Goldman Sachs or Citigroup either, as he said he did. You know, he can call it an exaggeration, an embellishment, whatever. He just doesn't tell the truth. That's the point, isn't it? So Mm -hmm. how can this person be trusted as a leader in a high position of authority? Good question. But wait, it gets even worse, unfortunately. (laughs) He also has pending charges against him in Brazil for stolen checkbook. And there's also multiple investigations Mm -hmm. here um, now with his misuse of campaign funds. You know what? 
from what I've observed so far, he expresses absolutely no remorse. He keeps saying, I'm not a criminal. <laughs> but but what I read, too, and this is kind of funny, not funny, is that he also said he was a star volleyball player when he attended Baruch College. And how ridiculous is that? I mean, how arrogant yeah. to think he could get away with making such a statement, right? I mean, Baruch does have an organized men's volleyball team. Um, they might be able to say that this is a straight-up lie, not an embellishment. You know, this is what happens to people who habitually or perpetually lie. They begin to enjoy and believe their own lies, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he calls what he did embellishing. But uh, I have a question. Do you think there's a difference between a fib and a lie? <laughs> you know, I've been asked that question more than a few times, especially by couples. <laughs> <laughs> couples, that's funny, because I know you offer premarital and relationship counseling. So I can see why that question comes up in discussing important and especially sensitive topics. Yeah, it really, really kind of does. And, you know, I can tell, I, this is what people say. Can I tell a little lie and is it different than a big lie? When, when mm, buzzer, you know, that's the wrong question. Mm -hmm. Because what it comes down to is intent and deceit. And in Scripture, Leviticus 19 states in the, the Holy Scriptures, do not lie, do not deceive one another. And Proverbs lists things that the Lord hates and detests. And lying is listed as one of those things that the Lord detests. So lying, fibbing, deceit is a serious offense. And, you know, as therapists and psychologists, you, you know we frequently define lying as purposely mm -hmm. inducing false belief in others to achieve social goals. Let me repeat that, purposely inducing false belief in others to achieve social goals. That's not nothing. Think about today. Who do we trust? Who can we trust? True. I mean, the recent COVID pandemic, the shutdowns, the mandatory vaccines, or receive a heavy penalty if you opt out, sanctions come to mind. Yeah. We are now finding out that many of those scientists and even those doctors gain considerable wealth from the rush mandatory jabs. And now many young men and some young women are suffering from severe health issues. The authorities use politics and propaganda to frighten us into believing unverified information about the virus to get us to behave in specific ways and to do specific things. Yeah, those examples are extreme and sad, aren't they? Mm -hmm. I mean, those are lies intended to deceive on a larger scale. But on a smaller one, we know that even honest people lie several times a day. I know I myself am guilty of fibbing to avoid hurting feelings like telling someone I like their dress or I like their cooking or I like hey, their haircut. Hey, did you do that to me? <laughs> well, I don't sometimes. know about that. <laughs> sometimes, but most often not. You know, I try to tell the truth, especially to the people I really, you know, feel comfortable being able to tell that to. Sure. But some lies people tell are really big lies. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never cheated on you. That's a big lie. Sure. And not fibs or, as some call them, little ones. I mean, like some people might say, you have a pretty singing voice. That's a little one, which we sometimes tell someone to spare feelings or to avoid getting in trouble. But whatever we call it, lying or fibbing, lying, fibbing, and trust are not really compatible. Trust, that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? Yeah. Trust is the core foundation of our life, our social life, um, from partnerships to parenting to work to medicine, and especially to government, like we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Deception undermines trust because truth relies on shared understanding of a reality and the belief that the person cares about you. Yeah, it really does. Trust does rely on uh, truth and trust. They both go together on a shared, it's a shared understanding of reality. Most cultures have social injunctions against people who deliberately deceive by omitting information, denying the truth, or exaggerating information. So right now, so many people come to mind whenever I just say that. Doesn't that yeah. to you? But it, and, it's, and it's sad, really. But, but in addition to fibbing and lying to others, there are lies that people tell themselves about their own abilities, intentions, looks, and health, 
or deny things that are really true about them. You know, I, I say it this way. In a way, lies can be like wishes. People say what they wish was true. I mean, think of the story of Pinocchio who wanted to be a boy or people today who want others to acknowledge their delusions as reality or risk being labeled with some disagreeable title. But earlier, Devin, you mentioned intent mm -hmm. as a factor in distinguishing between a lie and a fib. So let's go back to that for a minute. Yes, intentions matter when it comes to behavior. Unlike Pinocchio's selfish intention, there are times when lies are labeled as fibs because they are used to keep others from pain. Mm -hmm. Sometimes lies or fibs are used to prevent difficult conversations. And while these fibs or lies may appear protective, they can ultimately in time harm the receiver by depriving them of useful information. So then you would say deception is always wrong. Well, yes, even white lies or fibs told with the aim of protecting others can be damaging because they withhold the experience of reality that a person could use to improve their lives. Mm -hmm. um, lies are damaging to relationships because they create underlining tensions that block real connection and intimacy. Mm -hmm. All lies are considered harmful because they destroy trust, the foundation or bedrock of society, which is the belief that others intend us no harm. That's true. And, and that's kind of a a foundation in the work that we do with our clients, isn't it, mm -hmm. uh, is, is the truth. And also with regard to intent, we might conceal the truth in order to, as you said, not get in trouble, to avoid punishment or avoid argument. And though that might seem temporarily like a solution to get us what we want, that deception hangs between us and the one we lie to. Concealment is also deception. So there will be division. Yeah, and I sometimes did that. But, uh, you know, not very often, as you know, I was practically a perfect child. <laughs> truly, truly you were. She knows I was. <laughs> truly, you really were about the best kid I could have had, I have to say. But I don't really know of a time, really, that you lied. I do know of a time that you did not fully disclose an event. Out of protection for others. <laughs> But by then, you were already a senior in college. Mama, know? let's uh, well, let's not bring that up again. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But it's funny because, I mean, it's the one event, Devin, that one, I have to talk one about. One event. Yeah. <laughs> because so, so many parents have multiple experiences to share about the kids not being honest, and I have one. Okay. Yeah, you know? but seriously, that was so many years ago. So double-digit years now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, I'll let it go. But let's do keep talking about lying, fibbing, and deception. This is a topic that we could, you know, or that could be covered on an entire college course. It could. I actually remember having to take ethics in grad school and studying St. Augustine's teaching on lying and the idea of charitable lying. Mm. Whether a white lie can be a kind of honest, well-meant charitable lie, Augustine teaches that there is a difference between lying and being a liar. Right, right, right. He, he says a man may tell a lie unwittingly, but a liar loves to lie and inhabits in his mind the delight of lying. I, I found that really interesting. I remember when I had to read it at myself in grad school, I, I had to keep rereading because of the way he wrote. My brain didn't understand those kinds of, you know, uh, mm -hmm. writings. And But, you know, once you understand it, it really helps. And he goes further, and it really did help when he gave illustrations, And one of, one of which is when he reflects on the midwives in Scripture who, when told by Pharaoh to kill the male newborns and were confronted for not doing so, told Pharaoh that the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, that they are vigorous and gave birth before the midwives came to them. So Scripture states that God, you know, dealt well with the midwives and blessed them with many children. And there's also Oscar Schindler and others who hid many Jews and lied to the Nazis to spare the lives of Jewish workers. 
St. Augustine would consider the lies of the midwives and Schindler to be benevolent or charitable lies, yet Schindler and the midwives had the intention to deceive. In fact, Mm. the lives of others depended on them successfully doing so. This can be confusing in regards to whether or not lying is always wrong. Or whether there is ever a time when it is okay to lie, right? Right. Well, St. Augustine also makes it very clear, though, that though it may seem praiseworthy to lie to save the life of another, it is never praiseworthy to lie to save one's own life, particularly if it harms your neighbor. Augustine reminds us that Christ exhorts us, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No man has a greater love than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Never err more safely than you love the truth in excess and be eager to reject falsehood. So love of God expressed by loving one's neighbor, love your neighbor as thyself. To love our neighbor, we must truly love ourselves. Mm -hmm. We must love God. But how can we truly love ourselves if we have a lying mouth that destroys our soul? Mm, A lying mouth. Good men should never tell lies, and if they do tell, ones should not enjoy doing it. That's exactly right. Uh, So, you know, if we were someone who is used to telling lies and, in fact, maybe have become known for being untruthful and, and it's part of our character, you know, it isn't too late to begin making changes because even small changes are an improvement. But this takes conscientious intentionality as well as viewing our decisions to not lie as valuable. I mean, this last part of bringing meaning into the decision to begin telling the truth will help us keep improving because it will fill that part of the brain that is stimulated by the thrill of lying. Mm-hmm. So some things to keep in mind here is, while it's very tempting to lie and circumvent a problem, try to be as kind as possible in telling the truth. It's not okay to lie to avoid hurting someone's feelings, as I said I have done and many of us do. <laughs> also, we don't need to make negative unsolicited, unwarranted comments in order to tell the truth. And another thing to keep in mind is be afraid of contaminating your own soul with your deceit. Deceit infects our perspective and focus of ourself in the world. And another thing would be while we worry about the consequences of speaking the truth, there are also consequences to not speaking it. St. Augustine said, never err more safely than you love the truth in excess and be eager to reject falsehood. Also, Telling the truth is powerful. The truth is very important. Whatever happens as a consequence of telling the truth is the best thing that can happen. And then your, yours and my favorite, Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. says to compare the reality that is made of falsity and the reality that is made up of the truth is a really good thing to do. The reality that is composed of the truth is way better. This is because every time you tell the truth, the order you produce is good, but every time you engage in deceit, The reality you produce is distorted, and the consequences you produce tilt the world towards hell. So what you're saying is honesty is the best way to go. It is. So is there anything you want to confess to me, Devin? Like I said, perfect child in every way. (laughs) And there, everyone, is a white lie in the making. (laughs) Is there anything you'd like to confess to me as well? No, I too am perfect in every way. (laughs) Can we take our perfect selves to dinner after this? (laughs) Yes, yes, we can. And now in closing, I want to thank Devin Marie for taking time out of her busy schedule to visit with us. I leave you with a great line from author Tom Holt, who says, My father always told me that what's wrong with lying is that it's an admission of weakness. If you're the strongest, you can afford to tell the truth. So let's be the strongest. 
And as always, remember there are two kinds of fire in the world. The one that burns and consumes. And the one that burns and empowers. May God's word and God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire. Till next time, little embers, I'm Marie. And I'm Devin. See you soon. Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media. FamilyVisionMedia.org.